Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. One of the single scariest patient presentations that you will get as a medical student, or even as a resident or doctor, especially if you're in a community hospital like mine, where you see kids every day, is literally anything pediatrics. Because even though kids kind of look like little adults, in a lot of ways they are, as they get smaller and smaller, the nerves just go up and up and up. And when you get that little limp baby dumped into your lap with a distended out stomach and blue lips, and the parents are crying, and there's 10 nurses trying to get a baby IV, but they can't, and you're thinking, do I need to drop an IO just below the growth plate on a bone that's the size of my finger, your heart rate goes up. Because kids are scary and weird and small and just kind of funny looking sometimes. And you need to have your core pediatric template, your core approach down cold for when these types of situations occur. And we're going to build up to that over the next few months, that sick child. But first, we need to start with the approach to not sick appearing kids. By far, the more common situation, the approach to a normal sick child, or if you don't see kids in your ED, to your friend's kids. This is my personal method and the method I would advocate that you use as well. It's simple, it's efficient, it's easy to remember, and it still gets you all of the info that you need. So let's discuss the core approach to the pediatric evaluation in the emergency department today. Five extra steps that you do in addition to taking a good HPI. Those five things are the core bodily function status, or the PIS status as I call it, PEDS history, immunization status, vitals, and then last, an alphabetical organized ABCDEF PEDS exam. PIS status, history, immunizations, vitals, ABCDEF exam. Now let's go through each of these. First, you've taken your HPI. Now usually in adults, we start taking our pertinent positives here. Fever, vomiting, difficulty breathing. You can still do that to a small extent with these little kiddos. But to be honest, kids are horrible historians if they can talk at all. And so you replace a lot of these pertinent positives and negatives with something that I call the PISS status. Peeing, intaking, sleeping, and stooling. Peeing, how many wet diapers are they making? And is it the same amount as usual? And this is your screen for dehydration, basically. Intaking, pretty easy to ask about this in older kids. It's always the babies that I couldn't remember, but just remember three-ish. Babies should be breast or bottle feeding roughly every three-ish hours, about three-ish ounces at a time if they're bottle fed. Obviously, you can't tell if they're being breastfed. Sleeping, are they sleeping more than usual? or not sleeping like usual, and then stooling. If you have trouble remembering what poop should look like in babies, remember that earthy tones are almost always normal, but usually poop starts off as that nasty meconium black, and then it turns to the color of their milk or formula gradually over time, which is yellowish or tan in color. That's how I think of it. Peeing, intake, sleeping, stooling are those pertinent positives that you need to put in your presentation to the attending. Second, You need to do something called a peds history, just like in adults where we ask about medical problems and surgeries and medicines, if they smoke or do drugs, and that full medical history. We do the same thing in kids. 
Only it's a little bit different because kids don't usually have a bunch of surgeries or a bunch of medicines they're taking. They're not smoking weed like their adult counterparts. And kids, especially these really little kids like infants and toddlers, we take something called the Peds history. And it's a history that's broken up into three parts. Pre-birth, peri-birth, and post-birth history. For pre-birth, you're really asking a lot of questions about mom. For example, did she seek prenatal care? Did she have any issues with the pregnancy? Was she group B strep positive? Things like that. For peri-birth, how many weeks was the child when it was born? That's called gestational age. Was the child born by vaginal delivery or C-section? And another good screening question, how long did the child have to stay in the hospital after they were born? And then post-birth. This is more like the history we take in adults. Do they have any medical problems? Did they need any surgeries? Any medicines that they take or that you give to the child? That's step two. Next is step three. You've taken your peds, pre-birth, peri-birth, post-birth history. Now specifically ask about immunizations. The big, big Big immunization months to know are two, four, and six months, which for the most part is the first set, the first booster, and the second booster of that core immunization package that we give kids. Two, four, and six months. And since I know we have international listeners listening, I'm not going to go into the details too, too much because it really does vary from country to country, but two, four, and six months are the immunization sets that you want to ask about. This is also why if you've done any studying about neonatal fever, and we talk about that 60-day cutoff where we're doing the full workup, including lumbar punctures and everything on kids with fever, it's because that first round of that core immunization package hasn't been given at less than 60 days. So you ask about shots, about immunizations. Step four. Pediatric vital signs. These are very important, and I'll just throw this out there. They're impossible to remember. I have a card on the back of my badge. I just take this out of my brain memorization that I need to do. I have a card on my badge that has the peds vitals on it for all the different ages. I recommend that you do something similar because I don't want you to miss a subtle pediatric tachycardia in an age-adjusted situation for a kid and miss a peds sepsis early on. So step four, check those pediatric adjusted vital signs and see if they're normal or not. Put those in your presentation and then last. Step five is the ABCDEF peds exam. We're going to go over this in more detail next week. So this is just a little foreshadowing, but it is really important Just a quick overview to get your brain thinking in this organized approach. A is for appearance. B is for breathing. C is for color of the skin. D is for distract. E is for ENT. And F is fully undress the patient, look at everything, kind of palpate everything. And just remember, we'll go through this more next week. But you want a nice, organized, physical exam approach. You don't miss anything in kids. And... Otherwise, that wraps up this episode. Five steps. Peeing, intaking, sleeping, and stooling status. Pre, peri, post-birth history. Immunizations. Remember, specifically two, four, six months. Pay close attention to those pediatric vitals and do the A, B, C, D, E, F physical exam, which we're going to cover in more detail next week. Also, 
check out a special peds rosh cast this week to do some pediatric practice questions i got a sneak peek at some of these and not gonna lie they're pretty hard but it's a good way to learn and it is going to cover a lot of the stuff that we're gonna be talking about in the future with kids there's so much to cover with pediatrics it's such a huge topic as always send me an email We'd love to talk with you. Please tell some friends about the podcast. And until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.